Hey everybody, this is Pastor Jonathan with the Church of Jubilee. Have you ever felt that you've been stuck? You can't move forward. You felt and you feel like the Lord hasn't been speaking to you and your life is sort of in a stuck process. It's stagnant. Well, I'm here to tell you that you've become stagnant water. And as we listen to the Word of God and the message that God has for you today, you will understand that the Israelites found themselves in the same situation. They became comfortable. They became stagnant water. And stagnant water, if not cured and if not cleaned, it breeds diseases, mosquitoes, it breeds all kinds of negative things in your life. But there's a God who wants to give you life and to give you life in abundance. And that God is Jesus Christ, whom we serve. I pray that you're blessed with this message. Uh, take some time to listen to it, whether you're on break, whether you are uh, at your house and you have some time, or you're just cleaning the house. Whatever it is, let God speak to you with the word that he has for you today. God bless you. As you are standing there, go to the book of Deuteronomy, chapter 1, and we're going to be reading verses 5 through 8. The book of Deuteronomy, chapter 1, verses 5 through 8. Now, if you don't know where Deuteronomy is, it's in the Old Testament, okay? Just because it's old doesn't mean it has to go. It's the Old Testament, the book of Deuteronomy, chapter 1, verses 5 through 8. When you have it, say amen. Before I get started, I believe that the Lord has a word for you. And sometimes God's word, when it comes out, it kind of hurts a little bit, or you feel a little bit of pain, or you may feel a little discomfort and uneasiness, but that's okay. Because if you feel that that's the Spirit of God moving into your life, I've entitled my message today, Stagnant Water. Okay, Stagnant Water. With further ado, let's, without further ado, let's go into the Word of God. Verse 5 says, On this side of the Jordan, in the land of Moab, Moses began to explain this law, saying, The Lord our God spoke to us in Horeb, saying, You have dwelt long enough at this mountain. Turn and take your journey and go to the mountains of the Amorites, to all the neighboring places in the plain, in the mountains and in the lowland, in the south and in the seacoast, to the land of the Canaanites and to Lebanon, as far as the great river, the river Euphrates. See, I have set the land before you. Go in and possess the land which the Lord swore to your fathers, to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. To give them and their descendants after them. You may have your seats giving glory to God. I want you to look and kind of look at the scripture that we're reading today. Um, it talks about being in a, in a place for a while, for quite a bit of time. And, uh, you know, I want to give you some background. So what's happened is God has just delivered Israel, the Israelites, out of slavery. They were with Egypt. And you have all seen the, most of you have seen the story of Moses and how Pharaoh's chasing him. And, and you know, he was chasing them in the water parts. And, and God allows Moses to part the water and they go through. Um, well, this is what just has happened. Uh, the Israelites have really come to a situation where they're free. And God has said, you, I have given you a promise. I promise you that you will have a promised land that flows with milk and honey, that you're not going to have to, you know, it's going to be your land. It's going to have everything you need. 
And I'm, because, of you, because you suffered so much, I'm going to take you to that place. And that is called the promised land. Amen? And Israelites find themselves, they're just, they've been at this mountain for some time. And, and it's in this mountain in the wilderness part of it that they become complacent. Everybody know what complacent means? Um, for those of you who don't know what that means, it means they just been, they got comfortable. They just, they didn't want to move anymore. And they just like, hey, we're cool here. This will do just fine for us. Even though God's promised them something on the other side of, of a better land, they say, they said, you know what, we're okay where we're at. It's okay. I'm okay to be here. And so they, they've stopped their progress. They haven't looked forward anymore, and they got comfortable. And if you must know something, anytime that we begin to get a little comfortable, we begin to complain and criticize. We begin to get a little, uh, you know, oh, well, this isn't going right, and this isn't going right, and did you see that, and the light's not shining right, and, and then they don't sing my song at church, and I just wish they would sing my song at church. And, well, after a while, because you're comfortable, you begin to get complacent. Amen? So, but God tells Moses to tell the Israelites to instruct them, saying, you have dwelt, they have dwelt long enough at this mountain. And that scripture is very powerful because it the Lord says, you have dwelt long enough. Which he, what he was telling the Israelites is, you have been sitting there doing absolutely nothing for so long that it's time for you to get up and walk. Amen? It's time for you to get up and walk. And the reason why we say this is because God was instructing them that they had dwelt at that mountain for quite a bit of time. And, it was, and he, was, he was recognizing that if he didn't get them out of there, they were going to stay there their whole lives. Even though there was a promise that was attached to their life, they were like, nah, we're good, God. This is just, I'll, we'll do with what we have. And God is like, no, you don't have to deal with what you have. I have something better for you. You've dwelt there long enough. Step out and get out of the way. Hallelujah. So, we look, so I want you to look to your neighbor and tell your neighbor, you've dwelt long enough at this mountain. Tell him. You've dwelt long enough at this mountain. That's what I want you to tell your neighbor. One more time. I only heard a few of you say it. Look to somebody across the room and tell them. It doesn't matter. You've dwelt long enough at this mountain. I believe that the Israelites lost their focus and vision. I believe that. They lost what was so precious to them was the reward that they were to receive if they would just be obedient to God and say, we got to keep pushing forward. we got to keep going forward. I don't know how it's going to happen. I don't know how we're going to make it. But if God said he's going to do it, won't he do it? Hallelujah. If God said he'd make a way, won't he make a way? Hallelujah. And this is what we need to learn today. Apply that to our individual lives that God says, I have something greater for your life. But you have to step out of yourself. you got to move away from yourself and the pride that you carry. And you got to learn to say, God, I am ready to move into the level of ministry, the level of, of ministering to others that you have for me. Why? Because you've dwelt at the mountain long enough. You've done your thing. You've tried it your way. You've done it over and over and over, and you're still there, and nothing changes, and your relationships are broken, and life isn't fair to you, and, 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 and things keep failing on you because you keep trying it your way. But God has come to say today that it's time that you, you move away, step away from the mountain already. You've dwelt there long enough. Hallelujah. And here's the thing. Has that ever happened to you where you feel complacent you feel like you're stuck it's happened to all of us it's happened to all of us and you know what happens to the title of my message you become stagnant 
Stagnant water, let me just go over some, some facts for you. I believe that the word stagnant defines some of our lives today. And I believe that it has to do with understanding what it really means. When you are stagnant, you're the, when the, let's go this way. When the water, any water is stagnant, that means there's no fresh water going to it, okay? It's like a lake that has, like a small little pond or lake that has no fresh water. So all it's going to do over time is accumulate diseases. Mosquitoes are going to be all up in there, laying their eggs, spreading their disease, and then it's going to start smelling after a while. And then you're going to look at it and look at its super dark green, like ugly green algae is going to grow on it because it's stagnant. Okay? So if you must understand that the way the dictionary defines it is it's a body of water or the atmosphere of a confined space having no current or flow and often having an unpleasant smell as a consequence, showing no activity, dull and sluggish. The Israelites became stagnant water because they began to get comfortable with where they were at. They were at that in the wilderness, in the mountain, and they were comfortable, so they, become to, they became to smell a little bit. And, and, and there was no more good fruit, and they felt stuck to the point where they said, I guess it's God's will that I have to live this way. I guess it's just my God, I guess it's just the way you have it. You hate me so much that you have me living this lifestyle. But there was no activity for them because they were, they were willing to settle for crumbs instead of what God had already promised them. I don't want you to take away that we're talking about really water here, but there's an, a metaphor that talks about being stagnant. And any time that you are stagnant, you must understand that there is no, nothing good that's going to come from that. You can't even drink stagnant water because the bacteria in the water will make you sick. Go try drinking, you know, we had those, in El Paso we had those big old ditches go try drinking some water from there see what happens to you you'll, you'll be vomiting and you'll be having the issues with your your bowel movements very soon amen and it'll probably keep you in your bed for about two days because it has no fresh water it has nothing good that's going to come from it and look at your life and reflect upon it and if you find yourself in the situation where you are over here by the mountain in the wilderness and you become stagnant water then it's a danger zone because before you know it, you're going to lose yourself in it. And you're going to poison yourself. And before you know it, you're not going to have a focus on God anymore. It's going to be on everything else but God. Amen? But don't blame and look at the Israelites. Don't criticize the Israelites because, because some of us have been there. And we know what it is to be stuck somewhere and feel that we're stuck. And we have, we're like, where are you, God? If you're a mighty God, where are you in my life? And if God, if, this, if you were a mighty God, why don't you do this? And if you're God, this. And, and God, how come you're not in my life now? And how come I'm going through these problems? If I'm a Christian, I don't go through all these problems. And, and, and well, you're probably because you're stagnant. God can't put new water in there because you don't allow him to. God can't move anything out of the way because you don't allow him to. Because you yourself is still there. Hallelujah. You, here's how we do that. We give, how many times, we give one, about what, is it one and a half hours, I want to say, to God a week. You give one and a half hours to God a week. The other six days and so many hours, what are you doing? What are you doing with your time? What are you doing that, that you are attempting to not become stagnant water? 
What is it that you do that you bring from the other, the other day other than a Sunday when you come to church? What are you depositing into your lake? What are you depositing to not become stagnant water? How are you edifying the body of Christ? What is it that you can do to bring to, you know, to this body of Christ so that brings glory to God? What can you do? Because that's the question. Stagnant water in its worst form, it breeds diseases. Listen to what I'm saying. You don't want those things. You don't want diseases. I'm talking spiritually. You don't want a, 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 a spiritual disease of bitterness, a spiritual disease of unforgiveness, a spiritual disease of, uh, of discouragement, of depression. And that's not the way God expected you to live. But if you can't see past the stagnant water because you're stuck where you are, you're going to start focusing on that water and saying, man, every time I drink this water, it's making me sick. Of course it is. Of course it is. You're being poisoned by the enemy. Satan is, look at this scripture. If you, if you learn any scripture from today, I want you to know this scripture. John 10.10 10 says this. John, the book of John 10.10 10 says, the thief. Who's the thief? Satan, the enemy. The thief does not come except to steal, to kill, and destroy. You want to know what the devil's job is? I just told you. To steal, kill, and destroy. All right? That's what, his job, that's what his job is. But it says this. But I have come. God says, I have come that they may have life and that they may have it more abundantly. Hallelujah. Here's what you must understand. If you find yourself in a stagnant water situation where things aren't going that way and you feel stuck, you need to reach out to the God that you serve and say, God, you need to get, help me get out of this stagnant water wilderness that I'm in at this moment. Hallelujah. Because until you do, you won't understand the promise that is attached to your life. Because you'll spend all your time focusing on things you shouldn't be focusing on. And whose fault it is. And, and they're not doing this right. And, and how come they get to go preach and I don't get to preach? Or how come they're singing and I can't sing? And, and, and you focus on all the wrong things. And you forget that God says, if you just come to me, I will give you what they have and more. Because there's a promise attached to your life. Amen? But if you're stagnant and you're like that stagnant water, you cannot move forward. It's impossible to move forward for you. You become like the Israelites and you begin to say, you know, ah, I'm not going to do this or I'm not going to do that. That's okay. I'm not going to get up there and clap my hands today. That's okay. I'm okay where I'm at. I'm not going to raise my voice today. I'm okay. God, you can touch me anywhere, right? Okay, I'm good. God deserves your best. He deserves everything you have. When you raise your hand, you do it because you want to give him glory. And you say, you're thinking about a time and you say, man, I remember my great-grandpa was a drunk, but you brought him out of drunkenness. Hallelujah. I remember my great-grandma struggled with a sickness, but you, God, healed my great-grandma. Hallelujah. I remember the time that, that, that I was in so much sin, but you, God, brought me out. So when I raise my hand, God, it's because I want you to know that I give you glory for all those moments. But if you're stagnant, you worry about the wrong things. You're worried about the temperature, the pH level of the water, and oh, I can't get it. I don't know where there's going to be any water, and you're missing your point. They're missing everything. You're missing it. It's all passing you. And you start to smell like old water, and before you know it, you spiritually, you begin to die. You begin to die. Because why do we say the devil's job was to do? To steal, kill, and destroy. What is he going to kill? Your spiritual life. 
What does he do? He steals your joy. And he puts bitterness. And he puts resentment. And he puts anger in you. And he puts unforgiveness. And he puts uh, 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 everything else but God, of course, obviously, goes into you. And guess what you start doing? I guess so. I don't even want to be here anymore. Because you've become stagnant. Because your ministry is not growing anymore. Because you don't have a purpose anymore. Because you're focused on the wrong thing. You've become like stagnant water. And you've allowed the devil to steal your joy. Your, the joy of your salvation. The joy who comes, with, that comes from God. And, and you become like the Israelites. And you become okay with just being where you're at. God doesn't want you to be where you are at. God wants you to be better than where you are at. God wants you to keep moving, not say, I'm comfortable here. I'm just going to take a seat back. I'm cool. I'm going to chill here. And uh, you go preach out there if you want to go preach. I'm, just gonna, I'm not a preacher, so I'm just going to stay out here and chill. That's not why you're here on earth for. Hallelujah. God wants to take you to a new level, but before he can get you to the new level, you have to understand that you're in that situation right now because you're stagnant. You haven't allowed God to put fresh water in there. Hallelujah. So the enemy comes, steals your joy. He steals the desire that you have in your ministry. He places you to have focus on everything else but God. And doesn't it sound, I mean, it sounds so real because the Israelites went through it. We go through that every day. Right? I think if we were to just be honest with ourselves and we look at ourselves and say, when's the last time you felt discouraged? Uh, like a day ago? <laughs> yeah, pastor gets discouraged. Yeah. You wouldn't believe what we have to deal with. Behind the scenes, there's a lot that goes on. It's discouraging. But you know where I go? I go to the God that I serve. Because if I know it's one thing that I serve no one else but God, hallelujah. And I know that if I'm stagnant, then the church becomes stagnant. I know that if we're a body of Christ as a whole and we're not doing things that's going to make us better in Christ, then we become stagnant water. We begin to smell of a bad attitude, a poor attitude. We begin to, to look and criticize others. We begin to think we know better than everybody. And then we become stagnant poison water. But God is not here to tell you what you've done wrong today, but more to tell you, you've dwelt there long enough. You've dwelt in that mountain long enough, and it's time for you to step out of the mountain. It's time for you to move away from the old way. The old Jonathan has died. The old Tracy has died. The old sister Erica has died. They are no longer the same person anymore because Christ has given them something new. Hallelujah. And, and tell me if I'm wrong, sister Tracy. You know that there is a promise attached to your life. Amen. You know that if you continue the course with Christ, at the end of it all, we'll all meet in heaven. We can't lose focus in that. But God's here because he wants to clean you up. He wants to clean us up all together and say, look, church of Jubilee, if you really want to grow, you've got to get in your, on your knees and pray. You've got to get into the word. You've got to get into preaching the word of God to people. You've got to be excited about coming to church. You've got to be excited about what you do because if you're comfortable, then you're stagnant. Water. If it doesn't bother you that you're not up here singing or playing, then it's stagnant. Water. If it bothers, up here, up here, bothers you up here because you have no place in church and you feel that you're okay sitting in the pews, you've become stagnant water. You should desire a great thing, a greater thing in Christ. Am I talking to anybody today? I'll raise my hand because it always comes to me first. God tells them in verse 6, turn and take your journey. 
He doesn't just tell them, get up and move. He says, turn and take your journey, which means get up, turn around, and head the other direction because the direction you are heading in is not going to take you to where you want to go. So can I be honest today with somebody? Can I tell you today, turn from your ways and turn to God's ways. Get out of the way. Get out of the mountain. Get that mountain out of the way. Get yourself out of the way. Remove yourself from the situation and say, God, where are you taking me? Because I'm ready, God. I'm ready to take off, God. His instruction was simple, to get up and move. If you ever want to reach a new level of ministries in Christ, you have to keep moving. You've got to keep yourself filled, edified. You've got to keep yourself full of God. You have to have a walk with God. You can't be those. You never notice that mosquitoes, they stick together like one or two or three are always together. Have you noticed that? Huh? Maybe not some, so-and-so. Next time look at this mosquito, you're going to see that there's not just one. There's always another one around. They attract others. Who you are attracts others. So I, I want you to know something. Today this word is to encourage you to step out. Because God wants you to step out of the stagnant water. God doesn't want you to be stagnant water anymore. He says, I want to give you fresh water. As a matter of fact, if you keep coming to me, sooner or later, I'm going to make you a river where the water is going to continually flow through you. And you'll never have to worry about being stagnant again. But you have to deal with you. Just like pastor has to deal with me. Amen? I want you to start settling, stop settling for crumbs when you can have the full loaf. I believe that God wants to give you an, a blessing, but you have to move on. You've got to get out of that zone. You've got to get out, take yourself out. Well, how do I do that, Pastor? You've got to start thinking about what God wants for your life and saying, I know there is something greater. I know that there is something better for me than what I'm living right now. Amen? But then along comes, the, you know, I'm sure the enemy had a lot to do with the Israelites and telling them stuff. And, you know, the devil will lie to you about everything. And he'll, he'll make things look good and he'll try to, but I believe that the, Israel, the devil had talked to the Israelites. I believe in their minds and he told them, you're okay with where you're at. You're good. Look, God's providing for you. You don't have to do anything. Stay right here. Why would you want to go travel anymore? You're already, look, you're already making a life for yourself already. Because that's what the devil wants to do. He wants to take your focus off of Christ and put it on things that he shouldn't be. But God says, I have come that they may have life and that they may have it abundantly. It's not God's plan for you to be sitting in sorrow in your pity party, all worried about some people that don't like you or, or jobs that don't like you or, or um, you know, and you, because you wear some, a different color shirt, they hate you because you wear a Jesus Christ shirt or whatever the case may be. It's not about that. It's about understanding that, you know what, God, I know that you've given me life, and you want to give it to me abundantly, so I need you to help me deal with these insecurities in my life. Because insecurities breed diseases of stagnant water. Insecurities will breed stuff that, that makes you feel that you're not worth it enough. But that's a lie from the devil. Because you are worth it. And because God loves you and wants to give you life in abundance, he says, you know, I've come that you may have life. 
So you don't have to live in the stagnant water, church. You don't have to live in the wilderness and be in your little wilderness time. You have the ability to step out, but only you can make that decision to step out out of the way. Am I talking to someone today? I believe Jubilee needs to grow at, an, at a rate that God wants to grow us. And I believe so big in God that I believe that it is not, it's not going to take much but for every one of us to unite. You, we have to unite. We have to unite as a church. We can't be divided. You have to be excited about Jubilee. It has to mean something to you. Because not just because, oh, it's because it's my cousin and he's Pastor Jonathan. Oh, it's because it's my brother and he's Pastor Jonathan. Or, oh, it, it should mean something to you because the God that we serve is here. And if you find yourself in another place, that you find yourself in another location, and you feel that's home for you, well, then God bless you. As a body, as a church, God wants to take Jubilee to a whole new level. But he can't until we let him move in our, in our lives. So I want you to take away this. Stagnant water. Right? We talked about that. You're like, oh, okay, I know what stagnant water is. You should have a good understanding of what it is now. And I want you to think about how God wants to clean and purify the water. But the only way he does it is by telling you that you've dwelt in your situation long enough. Your past shouldn't define who your future is or what your future is. You understand that? I'm not saying you go out there and continue to sin and do your thing and keep messing up. What I'm saying is that where you find yourself right now in the moment, be honest with yourself. You don't have to talk to me about anything. I just want you to be honest between you and God. Where you find yourself, I guarantee you most of us aren't happy. And it's going to lack a desire to serve Christ. But God has come to give you life. And that life has blessings attached to it. And that life has a better way of living. And that life that God wants to give you says, as long as you keep confiding in me, I will handle everything else. You have to learn to trust God. Trust isn't, I'm going to leave it in his hands, but yet I'm going to put my hand in there somehow. Because he needs me to do it. That's not trust. That's, that's not faith. Amen? Our focus has to be on God, church. If you have, there is many dormant ministries that are in this church. What I mean by that is this. There are many sleeping ministries that haven't awakened yet. You may not think you have a gift or something that has to do with Christ, but the reality is you do. And God has you here in this church because he says, I want you to use that gift. Amen? Do you believe it? Everybody has a gift. Brother Juan, can I, can I get you on keys here? Let us all stand. Think about your life. I want you to reflect for just a moment. Where is it that you find yourself right now? Are you happy with yourself? Are you happy with where God has you? And if you feel you are, that's fantastic. I'm not going to say that that's wrong. <laughs> By all means, if you're where God wants you, then praise God. 
But I guarantee you, somewhere in there, there's some water that's starting to puddle up. And it wants to become stagnant. And the enemy comes and he says, Brother Roel, I want to kill your dreams. I want to steal your joy. I want to make it so hard. The enemy says, I want to make it so hard for you that you don't even want to look up at God because it's his fault. And the devil will knock on your door, Sister Erica, and say, Sister Erica, you think you're happy, but you're really not because you're not as good enough as so-and-so. You can't be like so-and-so. You'll never hit that level. What is he doing? He's killing her dream of ministry. But God has a different level for her. Amen. She knows, she knows where to go. You know, there's a song that says, when the world's all around, when the world all around me is sick and sad, on Christ, the solid rock I stand. And that's where you have to go. You gotta take it to God. You have to take it to God. You have to spend more time with Him. Church, you gotta have a relationship with God. You have to. You, you cannot afford not to. Because your mind will be so bombarded with worldly uh, desires that you're going to lose yourself. And you're going to become stagnant. And after a while, you're going to breed disease. And disease is going to breed discouragement. Disease is going to breed depression. Disease is going to breed resentment and bitterness and all the other stuff that keeps you from moving forward. And then it's going to breed the biggest one of all, and that's pride. And you'll become prideful. Too proud for God. Not me, God. Huh. I'm good. I'm a holy roller. I'm not like that. But the Lord gave me these words for the church. And he said, it's time to move on. I need you to be somewhere. God says, he told me this in my spirit. I need the church to move on. I need them to start using their gifts. I need them to start ministering to others. I need them to start using what I've given them. I've given them all the tools, the Lord says, but they still do not use them. There's a toolbox that's, a toolbox that's full in your church of Jubilee, but that you have not yet to utilize the tools. So, and until you learn to use the tools, I cannot grow your church. I can't grow the church of Jubilee because there's many dormant ministries. There's many people that are stagnant. They're stagnant in the water. They're refusing to move on. God says you feel discouraged. You feel down because he, this is the message he gave for the church because you've lost sight of who I am. You've lost sight that the reason you're here today is because God says, I am here. You have allowed the circumstances to replace your vision, the Lord put in my heart. And I said, I got it, God. And if it's one thing I know to do, God, is I know to go. I know how to repent of my ways. I know how to repent. That's right. Pastor even has to repent at times. And as a church, we come together and we repent and say, God, we've lost focus of who you are. But not anymore. Amen, Jubilee? Not anymore. God says, I want to give you life and life in abundance. Hallelujah. I want to be your God and you serve me. 
Don't serve man. Don't serve your friend. Don't serve anyone in the church aside from being respectful. But you serve the living God, and that is Jesus Christ. And if you have your eyes focused on him, no matter the circumstance around you, no matter the wilderness around you, God will make a way for you. God will make a way for Jubilee. But if you are dormant and you've been stagnant, then God wants you to get out of the ugly waters. Hallelujah. God says today it's time to, that you've dwelt long enough in that place. Get yourself, get your bags, and get moving. Hallelujah. The Lord gave me that. So I ask you today, as you come to pray, I'm going to ask you to come to the altar. Oh, just come forward. I mean, just come forward. Come on, we all need Jesus. And as you're here, I just want you to tell God, God, you've given me ministries. You've given me gifts. You've given me talents, God. Teach me to use them. Teach me to use them for your body. Close your eyes there as you're there praying. Let's begin to pray. God, it's us. It's me, God. I'm imperfect, God. I'm not perfect by any means, God. I've become stagnant, Jesus. I'm not too happy with where I'm at, God. God, everything seems to be going wrong. Just when I think it's about to go right, it crumbles. It's just when I think we've made progress, God, I go backwards. But God, can you just come today? Can you just speak to my heart right now? Can you just speak to me, God? I just want you, God. Just take everything away. Take all the water. Take everything, God. Every problem, Lord, every problem I've had to go through, Jesus. Can you take it right now in the name of Jesus? Can you take it and move it away from me, God?